Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Well, hello, all you bubble butts and gutter sluts. Welcome back to Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast that there ever was. We are back, back, back again to bring you all the most fantastic RuPaul content. Yes, Queen. Jamal's here. Um, I do love a good gutter butt as long as it's clean and tested. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it real clean. (laughs) Hi, I'm the trade of the season. It's Stoney. Oh, wow. (laughs) Stoney's the trade of the season now. <laughs> hey everyone, same moi, Seth. I don't know. Bonjour, Nikki doll. <laughs> I love it. So we are, of course, back to bring you some more RuPaul's Drag Race content. But of course, uh, we have to talk about the elephant in the room because it was announced just within the past few days that RuPaul's Drag Race Super de Duper Secret Celebrity Best Friends Race is airing. Oh my god. It's like on in two weeks or something? Four weeks. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's coming in two weeks, uh, the end of April, and it's going to be a four week long kind of special situation, but more work for us, which I'm sure you all love because you get to hear our lovely voices more, but my edges like i need to break out the vaseline because there's no rest clearly yeah i mean rupaul's literally like blowing her load like over this like all of her content (laughs) like it's like fuck everything like let's just release it all and honestly like their producer or pr person needs to be fired because it's so fucking confusing no one knows when anything is airing it's not clear they're all airing on like different networks at the same time or something i don't even know (laughs) Yeah, it's really (laughs) unclear. Uh, From what we can understand, basically, uh, so they'll air a season 12 episode, then they'll do Untucked, and then a whole uh, undeterminable amount of time of uh, Celebrity Drag Race. I don't know how long that show is going to be. Yeah, we'll see, because at first I was like, fuck, Drag Race comes on at 9. I know it's 8, y'all, but this is just the way my mind works, because I'm so scheduled and programmed throughout every fucking day it's like i don't want to stay up till 12 or like one o'clock watching drag race of course i love drag race but (laughs) damn like right after untucked bitch that's when i'm like getting ready to go to bed yeah and then after celebrity drag race they're gonna start airing season 13 um yeah so get ready all night (laughs) long baby (laughs) well the thing is though with um the the celebrity drag race i think like the normal episodes if my understanding is correct the normal season 12 is going to go down to an hour so at least it'll be like an hour and then half hour untucked and then i don't know how long yeah i just don't know how long the celebrity edition is okay good that's what stoney is here for listeners he does our research um for logistics (laughs) so (laughs) It sounds like we have more time than we thought we'd have. I'm hoping they're <laughs> like 30 minute episodes. Like I doubt it. I, <laughs> highly. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Wishful thinking. <laughs> There's lots of good queens on there, though. I'm really excited to see. They brought back like all the all stars. You got Trixie, Bob, Monet. Uh, what's her face? Nina West, Kim Chi, uh, Trinity. Shangela? I don't think I saw Shangela, actually. Shangela's probably bad. over it. She's this, got enough coins on her own. This will be really fun, I think, though. I think it'll, it will be a good time because the queens they brought back are really funny. Alyssa is there, so that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so as long as the celebrities aren't too annoying, like, please... 
please, please do not bring back Frankie Grande. He's uh, not a celebrity. Fuck. He does no. not count as a celebrity. So please do not do this to us. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. You know, more details. I'm sure we'll come out later. Maybe uh, next week we'll be able to talk about the cast or something. So stay tuned. Um, but of course, with that comes, um, you know, well, what are we going to do? Because we still are podcasting, of course. And this is coming during a season that we're already talking about. Exactly. Like as soon as we start marketing that we're dropping episodes on Wednesdays, which we have this entire season, you know, RuPaul does not care about our schedules. So... And you, the viewership, know as well. So we're just going to do our best to be there for you. Um, our release days will be a little different, and we'll keep you all privy to when those happen. But yes, you will be getting two episodes a week. Get ready, because Seth and I are going to be in the editing caves just slaving away for y'all. Yeah, it'll just be like in the 90s, because um, tag team's <laughs> back again, girl. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's perfect. Salt and Peppa, yeah. um, Stony Spinderella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. What he doesn't say. know who they are. He's like, what? <laughs> Oregano? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, so that's um, that's going to be exciting. Stay tuned. We'll keep you updated for the new release schedule while we are getting things out of the way. Also, just wanted to give um, some mad props to Leslie Jones, who we talked about last week on the podcast, because this week she clarified like to make sure that people are not sending hate to Britta and that it was like her commentary was directly related to what she saw on the show. So um, I really appreciate that she cleared that up and tried to be and she was a lot less like hateful. (laughs) Yeah. And major props um, too, because this is a communication thing. Um, I'm going into my corporate bag here. You can't send like the same message and expect everybody to receive it the same way. So I'm glad that Leslie clarified like where she was coming from, because of course, you know, we've got our toxic ass drag race fans who we don't claim. And then we've got the people that are like, Oh, well, what does she mean? So I'm glad that we're able to get past that with Leslie. Well, and it's, it's a, it's a very like uh touchy thing. And it's something you have to kind of balance when you're watching reality TV, because like everybody has like their opinions of what's happening on the show, but these are real people like experiencing this real time. So like, it's just always good to remember that sometimes, you know, like, yes, you can have your opinion, but it's not like a personal attack on somebody just because you're like, you, you know, you're dissing their look or whatever. So oh, yeah, I drag Britta every week on Twitter. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm not a fan of Britta either, but like, Per, like as a person she's a awesome drag queen just mm-hmm. it's my opinion of her looks and that's right and of how she reacted during the show so that's right and with Aiden and, and that sort of thing too like of course like Aiden made it on the show so clearly there's something that Aiden's doing right and so she deserves to be there um just because she's not like our cup of tea to, and I mean of course it's our job to comment and stuff like that but you know um I'm not going to Aiden being like oh I'm so happy you're gone like you should go kill yourself or I don't know whatever all this hateful shit people say yeah that's not our style and that kind of behavior gives you deep wrinkles so yeah so yeah I was really happy to see Leslie do that so um 
I think we're basically all caught up on things from last week. So let's go ahead and get into the recap. Honesty. Hey everyone, welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. Of course, this week we are black, black. We're black to talk to you about. Uh, yes, I'm black. <laughs> oh gosh, tag teams back again to bring you guys some more recap about season uh, twelve, episode seven. And this week, you know, we're all talking about the uh, Madonna musical. So uh, let's go ahead and get in it, into it. <laughs> someone help me (laughs) communicating is hard (laughs) i don't communicate in quarantine i just make grunts and draw hieroglyphics what are words (laughs) (laughs) all right so at the top of the show aiden zane uh was eliminated last week so we saw that so adios girl we'll see you around i'm sure yeah once we are allowed to go out in public again safely i'm actually really excited about the tours that we'll get from the drag race girls and you know good job aiden you hung in there um i'm sure we're gonna see more from her in the future for sure so uh after her elimination there is a lot of tension in the workroom between um uh heidi telling Gigi about like her makeup shit (laughs) and then like them saying like their eight like the reaction to Aiden leaving was like fake and all this stuff. Ugh, I um just me personally, like I know my personality. I would definitely be feeling like Heidi. I think that Gigi was coming from a good place when she was trying to explain herself in her comments. It was a little shady. I don't care what any of you say. But listen, Heidi is entitled to feel away because you specifically called out her makeup. So she's just not ready to hear it right now. Give her that space. Yeah, and I didn't feel like Heidi was out of line. And I also thought that Gigi actually did a good job of, like, explaining herself. Like, I think Gigi realized, like, oh, shit, like, I overstepped my bounds with her. And kind of just, I thought she did a good job explaining, like, okay, I feel bad for what I said. And also, I don't feel, I felt like Heidi did the right thing. Like, she was just like, hey, like, fuck you. Like, I also appreciate that Heidi stands up for herself because she is also labeled as a small town queen. And it's not always about how much money you have or how <laughs> like the makeup palette you have. So you just never know. Yeah, this is sort of like the um the moment from last season where Evie apologizes to Silky and Silky's like, yeah, I don't accept your apology. <laughs> yes. Yes. Except I felt like Silky was more just... I don't know. I felt like Heidi was more like, that's fine, but it is what it is. And where Silky was just like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I enjoy Heidi a lot more than I enjoy Silky. So, Yeah. Shady black girl realness. I'm here for it. Yes. So next day in the workroom, uh, all the girls are crowded on the table and they still are not over all of this beef. It's still very awkward. No one's talking. <laughs> We're reaching the point in the competition where we're on episode seven. So these hoes are finally starting to like get tired of each other. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this bitch, she can sneeze and I'm ready to read her to filth. Yeah. It's like, bitch, fuck you and your coffin ass. <laughs> Take your COVID ass out this workroom. Yeah. Fucking up my future, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily, uh, Rue comes in to let all the girls know 
that in the Maxi Challenge this week, they will be starring in Madonna, the unauthorized Rusical. Yes, Madonna. I'm not like a Madonna super fan, but I definitely appreciate her as an artist and a musician. So I was excited to see this. Yeah, I was excited to like, like I was trying to think what have been the other musicals. Was it there was share the musical, but what else? I there guess was I the one don't... about the airlines. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did we have a Britney moment or was that like a I mini feel challenge? Like we had a Britney musical. No, there was no Britney musical. There Maybe was that was just Derek Barry. <laughs> there was the one um, where they were doing like their church where they picked one and one of them picked Britney. Oh, that's okay. what it was. And another one that picked was... Mariah Carey. Yeah, the lambs. I feel like I just need to look up the musical history because I don't know. They're just all like these weird challenges that I forget. We definitely went back and watched Kitty Girl and Read You Wrote You because iconic. <laughs> and we watched Frock Destroyers. Yeah, and Frock Destroyers. <laughs> iconic. Yeah, I think we all need to have um, a musical party like Jan does. Yeah, Jan might be my new favorite, um, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a lot to say about Jan this episode. <laughs> Poor Jan. I think so, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's really exciting to have a Madonna musical to pay like tribute to like one of the original divas. I know that somewhere Venus Delight is screaming right into the void. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> a full vocal capacity. <laughs> so upset that this was not in her season. <laughs> of course, for those of you that uh, maybe don't remember, Venus Delight is like the uh, most uh, well-known Madonna impersonator and was on an earlier season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Correct. And she does it well. And she body slammed one of the girls during a lip sync. <laughs> <laughs> it's real out here in these streets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a non-contact sport, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the girls, they all pick their various Madonna roles. Most of the girls get the roles that they would like to. Then they go and they record their tracks with Michelle Visage. And then afterwards, they go into dance rehearsal with Jamal Sims. Yes, anyone named Jamal is pretty awesome, in my opinion. But um, <laughs> Crystal's vocal during this session, that has to be a soundbite on the show. I am making it happen. <laughs> No, she was like, ah! <laughs> you know, Girl. she tried her best. <laughs> she did. And you could tell she was still having fun with it. Like, she didn't care. She wasn't in her head. She was like, I can't sing, bitch, but I'm going to make you laugh. I mean, that was what was so great. It was like, a lot of these queens couldn't sing. And I'm not, like, shading them. I can't fucking sing either. I'm just saying that, like, they made it work, even though they couldn't sing, which yes. is, like, like, a huge, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's, it's major props. Kudos to them because up. yeah, they still made it work. Like Britta, like her deep ass voice. Like even that was funny to hear her. Like, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Britta low key has like such like a sultry baritone bass voice. Like I could totally see how she had a vocal scholarship, but yeah, when that high register came, <laughs> she was out of her comfort zone. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, props to those uh, editors, uh, you know, and the uh, audio engineers for making the girls sound good. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Y'all did some work. If they can make, like, fucking Heidi Montag sound like a real person, oh, like a real singer. Spidey. <laughs> then, <laughs> oh, girl. The engineering will work. <laughs> Trust in the technology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So I think a couple funny moments, though. I don't want to talk about like everything about the rehearsal, but a couple funny moments were, of course, Jackie Cox and her lack of sex appeal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Jackie Cox and Jada. It's like, all right, Jada, you need to dig deep, girl. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was just so funny because I thought even though like Jackie was like being so like awkward that it was like still kind of like adorable and I'm just like, oh Jackie, like you're so cute. It's so funny you say that because like I definitely, um, some of my crushes were elevated this episode and Jackie was one of them. It's like, oh, look at them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then another funny moment was when they were trying to teach Britta how to do the Roger Rabbit, but she ended up like King Konging. Yeah, I don't know what that was, but it wasn't the Roger Rabbit. I learned this dance when I was like four. She was like hulking out. (laughs) 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 I was so impressed with um, Heidi, though, during the rehearsals. I thought she just like slayed it. Like, it was like, oh my God, Heidi. Heidi knows her person. Heidi knows that she's funny. She's so comfortable in her skin. And her story helps a lot with that. So it's always a joy to watch Heidi. It is. And then because then in the next day, the workroom, we're back in there. And we learn about Heidi's uncle that had passed away of AIDS. And that was really sad. I know. That's that's terrible. What stuck with me the most was it's always that one person that's supporting you. And then for reasons out of your control they end up leaving you and in this case it was the hiv virus and heidi kind of just had to figure it out from there and she did mention this was around the time she started to get bullied so it sounds like this uncle was definitely a loved one and gave heidi the tools to be the queen she is today yeah definitely then after that Reynolds like freaking out right now. (laughs) Reynolds, shut up. He wants to be a part of the podcast. He has things to say about Heidi. It's probably the mailman and their terrible drag. Uh Uh-oh. That is not couture. (laughs) He's very judgy. Oh, rude. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then uh, we learn about uh, Crystal's father and how like great of a supporter he's been for for crystal also but then a few years ago we found out that uh he was diagnosed with parkinson's yeah this is my heart this episode it's just like it sucks like hearing things like that it's life like these things happen i'm i'm not trying to downplay it but what i what i mean to say is why you know it's like the the great people these things happen to and i guess that's part of their story and what makes them great and strong and so resilient but i just my heart ached for crystal and it's official y'all i have a crush on crystal and um stony <laughs> i think that we need to get a divorce because Uh-oh. i'm i'm gonna marry crystal oh, she doesn't no. know yet, but i'm gonna marry crystal these feelings must be really strong are you also joining the fracking operation at rue's house <laughs> no <laughs> Jamal's uh, marrying into the fracking <laughs> business. No! Um, no, but I was also very sad. I hate hear. I hate seeing and hearing Crystal cry. Like even last episode when she was crying, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like something about Crystal crying, like tears me up. Yeah, because Crystal's so fierce and just so funny, and it's just like you don't want Crystal to be sad. And also, it's kind of like a, when anything bad happens to any of us, um, you two listeners, we're always thinking like, you know, why me? Why now? 
And I felt that for Crystal. It's like, seriously, like these people are lifting her up. She still lives in her small town, which isn't easy for a lot of queer people. And the support system is just kind of being challenged so fiercely. So ugh, sending you good vibes, Crystal. Yes, girl. All right. So moving on, uh, you know, we're about to talk about the Rusical. But before we do, we have to talk about RuPaul's runway look that was inspired by Madonna this week because I think it was insane. Listen, full Scorpio power. Those legs were out. Those titties were pushed up. So you know, I love a platinum blonde moment. Ugh. Sex, 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 sex. It was amazing. All over the runway, just oozing. Yeah. I that, love it. That wig was giving me all my life plus like an afterlife too. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I loved her look. Let's go ahead and start talking about the Rusical. Uh, it starts out with, of course, Michelle Visage introducing the Rusical as Madame X Madonna. <laughs> of course, Michelle Visage is the resident expert. We've known since the day we learned about Michelle Visage as it relates to Drag Race um, that she is a Madonna stan. So this is so appropriate. Definitely. Um, so who stood out to you? I mean, of course we had a really strong start. You know, we should talk about Jan. I'm going to say it now. Jan is my favorite for the episode. That bitch slayed. She did not want to go first because she, she knows the skill she has. This reminds me of like joining music school while well, getting into music school and going to IU and just watching like all of the cocky assholes step up to the plate and fall like 30 stories from the sky to their demise jan did not want to go first she wanted to give someone else a chance and she was being very humble and she kind of begrudgingly took the first start but of course she slayed it expensive theater school or not this is jan like this is what she's meant to do she's gonna sing the house down dance the house down effortless effortlessly and i loved it i mean with jan like this was like Jan needed to be the opener and she did absolutely amazing. She had the energy and the funness of like uh, Madonna's like borderline video. Like she basically did everything she needed to do. It was like, to me, it was, she embodied that whole music video and that persona of Madonna at the time. So yes, I, like you couldn't say anything bad about what she did. Like it was just really good. No, she brought it completely. Yeah, and it, but as strong as she was, she was the opener to the numbers. So I feel like for her to win the challenge, she would have had to have done something like, I don't know. It's just like the the, the that early Madonna role, like there just wasn't anything that happened in it that could help her to stand out. Like whereas right. with um, Gigi, of course, she was doing like backflips and she had like the special <laughs> move that she was supposed to do. And that really, I think, set her like, a higher in Rue's eyes. Yeah, and like, I mean, Gigi looked great. Like, Jan looked great too. Gigi is just a monster. And when I say a monster, like when we're in band, like if you're a monster musician, like that just means you're really good. You're just really precise. Everything technical, everything is just straight A's, gold stars across the board. And we saw Gigi struggle, but she really turned it out. So I'm curious to know if we knew she was going to do a backflip, like if that was talked about in front of everybody, because had it been known, I feel like Jan would have turned it out and kind of just like, for lack of a better reference, and I'm in the beehive, she just needed to bring a little more of that, like, Beyonce, just 
Jan did a great job, but throw your hair a little more fiercely, kick that leg up and point the toe a little higher. <laughs> like We know you've got the choreography down and you're not going to miss a note, but I think that she was just kind of missing just by a slight fraction that pizzazz that Gigi served. Well, I think like when we're talking about Gigi, like the problem is that with the problem with like Jan versus Gigi here is Gigi brought like some wow factor to her that Jan, I don't even think Jan even had a, she wasn't even able to provide that given like what she, the role that she had. Whereas Gigi like came out and she's just like a giraffe doing a backflip. Like she has this like amazing body and like doing these, like she has the body for it and she has this like raw talent to her that nobody else possesses you know Mm -hmm. so it's almost like jan can do all this like great stuff and all all these like great performances but then Gigi just comes out and just like slays doing like barely anything yeah (laughs) yeah definitely of course we have to talk about widow because she was also another strong madonna she was a vampire madonna Ooh, as soon as widow's um spot popped up i was into it like you can tell she was here to serve and she was gonna slay and that's exactly what she did yeah, yeah i thought this was a really good one um i really loved this video from madonna and that era of madonna because i think i was like in high school when this came out like maybe a senior or something in high school somewhere around there um but it was it just brought back memories and like that's honestly one of my favorite um eras of her and all i needed to see was like ally g's or something like pop out <laughs> so yeah <laughs> yeah i i thought that was really good um, and of course, the other one that was really good was Jada. She was um, uh, sexy Madonna. And I have to say that I was very hot and bothered while watching her portion. <laughs> oh, yes. Listeners, if you've been with us since day zero, you know I love a good lap dance and sexy moment. If I had to pick one of these roles, this is the one I would pick because this is just my chance to show off my sophisticated sluttiness and just get into the gig and Jada served. Yeah, this was the perfect role for Jada. This is Jada's like persona anyway. So like her having like, you know, the sexual performance and the glitz and the glam like I sexual chocolate. Yes, I was here for it. She did such a good job. (laughs) I don't even think I heard like anything she was saying. Like I was just like watching it all. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, this is so hot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um but yeah so those were definitely like the tops i don't know i guess sherry pie was good Mm. wait a second sherry pie was very brief we didn't talk about crystal i feel like crystal was the top oh yeah yeah crystal was really good too that was that i think that's my favorite madonna era is crystal's um uh, was that an enlightened Madonna? Shout out to Ebeth, um, best friend and friend of the pod. Ray of Light was an era, and that's probably my favorite like Madonna era. And Crystal's since she changed her makeup, I feel like she's been breaking out of her bubble. Like, not saying her makeup was holding her back, but since she's she's really listening to the judges, and you can tell that she's paying attention, she's running with it, and it's paying off. Yeah, like Ray of Light, Madonna in my opinion, is my fave era because and for all of us, it was kind of like our early teenage years, yes. I guess. So like 
I don't know. It was just that era is so good. And Crystal just made it so funny with the way she just like popped up in front of the stage. And then like, <laughs> she was like whipping her hair back and forth and like choreography. Yeah. So I don't know. Crystal did amazing to me. Like I, I'm like really becoming a Crystal stand at this point. Snaps for Crystal. Well, I'm really happy that you guys are on board with Crystal now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've been here. I've been standing Crystal since the beginning. But uh, no, I, it would I, not be an episode of TFC without some Seth I mean, shade. I've been, a, I've been a fan of Crystal since the beginning, but I would say my fandom, my Girl, stand-up. that is an Apollo lie. No, listen. Love I that term. My standum has reached its ultimate peak after this episode. Is what I'm trying to say. She's here now, <laughs> Seth. We're here now, Seth and Crystal. Yeah, you guys are Apollo Light. <laughs> no, I'm marrying Crystal. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Crystal was good. She really brought like she really found the balance between like being pretty and looking like Madonna presenting like Madonna, but also with her own style and like funniness and her campiness. And I think that's really what helped her to succeed is she brought that like campiness to her role. 100% agreed. Uh, so we, I mean the Queens, we didn't really talk about as much uh, Jackie, Britta and Heidi all found themselves more towards the bottom of the groups. Um, mm-hmm. Britta was not nailing the choreo. Uh, Jackie was just kind of, there's, I mean, she did a good job, but there was nothing that was like stood stand out of her. Um, Jackie, Jackie got through it, right? We knew she was struggling with the choreography and just kind of stepping out of her comfort zone in that in that sense so i mean she she did a decent job she got through the challenge but yeah not a stand none of these girls did bad again this is like uh reminiscent of like the acting challenge a few weeks ago they none of them i don't think did terrible it was just like heidi britta and jackie was just like meh it was nitpicky because this was a solid musical. Like this was a really good performance, solid runway. All the queens showed up this week. Mm-hmm. So we're we're getting into those weeds. You know, the tiniest thing will put you in the bottom. Definitely. Well, I think this is a good spot for us to take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk to you about the runway. Be right back. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks, or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here's some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us, tfcpod at gmail.com, and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Honesty Spill of the Week. We are back on our ray of light into talking to you about uh, (laughs) the runway. And category this week is A Night of a Thousand Michelle Visages. It's about time. Maybe they were specifically waiting until she had her um, titties downsized. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a cute little gesture, you know. I thought it was it was a really cool idea to do this, especially during the Madonna challenge cuz Michelle does have some like really fun looks that she's done in the past, so Yeah, she's like very comfortable as um XD would say on Jaden XD. Sometimes she's like super comfortable with the comments she makes. <laughs> but yeah. 
it's Michelle Visage. Like, she loves the queen. She's basically a bio queen. She goes up for the girls in the community. And this was just an opportunity to have a great time on Drag Race. So let's do it. I really just wish, though, that we could have had Ben de la Creme, like guest runway for this because it would have been amazing somebody tweeted that they're like i would have done a ben de la creme look for this runway and michelle like retweeted it <laughs> yeah girl i don't know i mean i can't wait for a night of a thousand ross matthews next season so <laughs> shout out to milk who served that fierce suit on the runway <laughs> yeah as rupaul i think this is the first episode with no sexy broccoli no sexy broccoli the check must have stopped yeah, she got steamed. <laughs> Do you guys have a favorite Michelle look that was served tonight? Ooh, I think my favorite. I don't know. Hmm. I Maybe love Jan. Jan. Yeah. Jan was spot on. Like every detail was there and elevated. And I also loved Crystals, but Jan was my favorite for the night. Yeah, I guess if I had to name like a top three, it would be Jan, Crystal, and Jackie Cox. I thought Jackie's was probably the most (laughs) amazing because it was just like totally like Jersey. Jersey Turnpike, as AOC said. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Um, I think, yeah, Jada's was also good. That was um, really iconic. Jan was really good. Uh, I kind of like Widow also. I, I mean, that was kind of a fierce look. I liked it. The thing about this episode, listeners, is you can't deny. And if you are denying, you just have a blacker soul than I do. But everybody showed up for this runway and the challenge. Everybody did a good job. And it was one of those runways that... You knew the judges were going to have to be pretty nitpicky to choose who to send home because everybody showed up for the t- for the task. Yeah, yeah. I thought like Gigi looked good, but I didn't catch the reference. I was confused because they didn't show Michelle's photo for that look. So I was confused. Like, what look is this? That was from her girl group days, Seduction and um, Soul System. Um, she... Michelle has a musical background. So these were her earlier days when she was into industry. Nails for days, platinum hair for days. That's the Michelle I remember before she was on Drag Race. Thanks, Mom. And if this challenge hadn't have been about her, she would have told Gigi, Gigi to stop relying on that body. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Because, okay, Gigi looked great, but at the end of the day, it was still a bikini so but she the bitch does she does well you know i can't say shit about Gigi. yeah i i did like britta's too those earrings were dumb but i don't think like earrings should have like destroyed her whole like look but that's the nitpickiness right i would have worn a drop earring well duh anybody that's from the east coast but you know britta's from arizona she lives in new york Anybody on the East Coast wears like a drop earring. Listeners, that means off your lobes. It's hanging. Um, most of the time on the East Coast, they're chunky and gaudy. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> My dad's from the East Coast. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also do want to say, I don't think Heidi's look was as bad as everyone like says it is. I will say that the um, hair piece was a little bit too big. I think if the if the top bun had been a little bit um a little bit smaller her look Mm -hmm. would have been like way elevated 
It needed some editing for sure. I agree. I do appreciate that Heidi kind of went outside of the box with what Michelle look she chose. And I do think that that was taken into consideration in judging. Also, fun fact about her wig is that that was her faux hawk wig from like episode two. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The versatility. Yes. Yes, we love wigography. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, so that was the runway. I thought there were lots of good looks. And, you know, the ultimate good look was Gigi because she won the challenge. She is the winner. This is Gigi's third challenge. And my heart just goes out to Jan because you could just tell... I've had this feeling so many times in my past. It's part of why I'm so psycho now when I don't do well or I don't think I'm doing well. It's because Jan wasn't expecting to win. Jan just really, really wanted it. And you could you could feel that. So I just really wanted a win for Jan. And I feel like it's coming, but keep your head up, Jan. I mean, Jan had her Tracy Flick moment of the season where she just like looked complete psychopath when she didn't win, which I can appreciate. I thought it was hilarious. that Part she- of it was the contacts. Um, <laughs> but I guess what are your guys' thoughts on just in general? Like who should have won? Should have been Gigi or Jan? Because... I'm a little conflicted. I can understand why Gigi won, but I also feel really bad because I feel like Jan brought the energy and kind of deserved to win. So I don't know. Yeah, I think it was just so close. Like I, I also wanted to win for Jan, but I think that Gigi did a really good job too. So I don't want to like take anything away from her. So I think it must have just come down to some like little detail or something that Rue saw that that made her pick uh, Gigi. That's exactly how I feel. Like they both showed up. Gigi is just a monster, right? Like we saw her struggle and okay, call it editing, whatever. But some people just aren't good on the spot. They have to go home and spend a few hours or more all night and just practice, practice, practice until they hit it and serve it. Whereas it's more, it's easier for Jan because she's got the background. I was telling Stoney, this reminds me of a time in high school. I was first chair of our band when I was 16. So sophomore year of high school, we were the best jazz band in the state. I had a double high G, which means I could hit notes above the staff. And there was this little tool. Um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's listening, but shout out to Justin. Love you. Um, he did not practice for shit. He did not practice and he could just hit those same notes and it bothered the shit out of me. So I was like, you little asshole are not going to take my crown. So I just, I just really felt it for Jan because she works her ass off and she's always safe. And Jan does not want to be safe. And no, (laughs) I think there is something to Gigi. There is like an X factor. I think to her that superstar with like other Queens, like, you know, you see kind of with like a Monet or like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like an Aquaria or something where it's like major star. They just have like a stardom to them that you're just like, damn, I don't really know how you compete with that. Mm -hmm. So I think there's that too. (laughs) Yep. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, that's, that's part of it. You know, some of us have the sauce and some of us don't, I'm not saying Jan doesn't have the sauce, but some of us just have to kind of break through more barriers than others. Definitely. Um, So then in the bottom two, we had Britta and Heidi, I think this was the right decision. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think Jackie embodied Madonna a little bit more than Heidi did. And of course, Britta would have been in the bottom. <laughs> we think that um, Stoney and I were talking about this earlier. Jackie's Michelle Visage look saved her from yeah. the bottom. That's the only thing yeah. that kept Jackie out of the bottom. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then, of course, um, you know, they they sing the uh, one of the B-sides Madonna songs and uh Britta goes home. Britta is eliminated this week. It's her time. I was low-key worried because, I mean, Heidi's been in the bottom multiple times as well. But they both can turn out a lip sync. I don't think it's a matter of who had on a gown and who didn't. I saw some of that nonsense on Twitter. No, girls. If you're a performer, you're going to serve and you're going to slay. So that gown was beautiful. It was gorgeous. She could have taken off those earrings because that's the one thing about the look they didn't like. And she could have done better. I don't know. Heidi brought it more. Heidi always brings you the vibe of the lip sync in the song. And that's, I think that that is Heidi's secret weapon. She knows how to perform. Well, yeah, she was turning it out, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did such a good job. And it was just time for Britta to go to. I feel like we had seen everything we need to see from Britta. Yep. Honestly, at the end of the day, like Britta to me, just she just wasn't my cup of tea. Like maybe she's for other people, but like personality wise, I didn't really enjoy her <laughs> on the show. Here's like, a- I think she's a good queen. It's just for me personally, I did not enjoy watching Britta. Here's the tea for me, listeners. Like Britta for me, like real talk, we would probably be best friends in real life, but we're those best friends that snatch each other's edges and like bicker back and forth because we're like sisters. And that's how I felt about Britta. It's like, girl, calm down, worry about yourself. Don't like fix your performance and what you're bringing to Drag Race. Don't worry about her over there. Like you do you. And in the end, it just wasn't enough. So Britta's right. a great Britta's a great queen. I think that in the end, she's a good person, but we're all human, right? Right. Yes. She definitely let her inner saboteur get to her. Exactly. Well, all right, you guys, we got the episode all wrapped up. Why don't you go ahead and take it away, Stoney? Let's hear how the points are, how our standings are going. Yes. So for the interest of time, we're going to just kind of like give you the total points for the episode and then we can like post like the more detailed results on the website. Thanks for coming podcast.com. Yeah. So after seven complete episodes, Jamal's in last place with uh, 125 points. Don't sound so joyous. Yes. Jamal's in last place. (laughs) And then (laughs) in first place with 215 points is me, myself, and I. (laughs) No. Okay, Beyonce. How dare you? And Seth is in second place with 170 points. Yeah, I got no points this week except for the queens that are still on my team. Fun fact, listeners, all of us except Stoney has won a um, fantasy league. So this might be Stoney's chance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I only have one queen left. My only queen left on my team is Gigi Good. And everyone else has or you two have three people each. So this could be very interesting. Adversity tea. Serve it hot. We're coming after you. (laughs) You better watch your edges, girl. (laughs) So listeners, 
obviously we talked about celebrity drag race and all the drag race that's coming down the pipe um check out thanks for coming podcast.com for more detailed updates and of course interact with us on twitter we love it when we can kiki with you on social media so we'll be sharing those details there and possibly on an insta live or something so stay tuned yes all right so uh as always this is the end of the episode so if you're one of those people that tune out adios it's been nice having you here bye thanks for coming we'll see you next week uh so for those of you that want to stay and hear a little short conversation about untucked hi how are you buongiorno (laughs) (laughs) digiorno are we having pizza (laughs) no i've been doing my duolingo italian Oh, word. What is buongiorno? Is that Italian for good pizza? Good morning or good afternoon. <laughs> oh, okay. I word. wish it meant good pizza. I could. I would love a pizza right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. Uh, all right. So the first uh, untucked point we have to talk about is maybe going to be an uncomfortable one because it is about sherry pie. So if you don't want to hear this discussion, feel free to skip ahead like a few minutes. We understand, but still leave us a review. Okay, thanks. (laughs) So Sherry Pie was being like ridiculous and untucked. Uh, She was trying to play the victim now that, you know, Widow was safe and um, Widow was basically like, you know, I hope you guys fall and and that sort of thing. And, And Sherry Pie just kept pushing and pushing and pushing to have like, like have her apologize to her about saying she hoped that a widow hoped cherry pie fell she was she was fishing for this and you know i stand with jada and widow i'm not saying like sherry didn't make good points because okay sure like i shouldn't say that i hope that you're brought down but bitch at the end of the day you knew what i was trying to say like if you are in the bottom. I just hope that you feel a little bit of what I felt when those comments were made. And I understand where anybody who would say, well, we knew this was coming. It's like a be prepared kind of thing, right? But don't kick a bitch when she's down. Like this is your time to be a sister and to be supportive and to maybe give a tip or, hey, try this. Have you have you ever tried this? It's This is not a call out moment. So, you know, I stand with my sisters, Jada and Widow. Nice try, Sherry. It did not land. Yeah, it was like she was like trying to fish for like a rupology or something. I was just like, shut the fuck up, Sherry. Like no one cares. <laughs> yeah, basically. I was <laughs> loving how like Widow and Jada were just riding her ass like all over the place. Like, bitch, no, no. Just, like putting her in check and shit. <laughs> Yeah, I felt like I felt like I was in that room. Like these are like two of my big sisters. Like I was just like, yeah, because no, you're not going to sit here and do this. No one's this is not about you. You're clearly doing well. You're just like safe. That's the worst you've done. Don't like there's an emotional intelligence that you have to have as a friend in life. And if you want to say you love people, I hate that shit. People are like, oh, I love you. I love you. Girl, we've only known each other for five minutes. Don't say you love me. But you don't you, love me. You can- <laughs> You don't actually love me. <laughs> yeah. You can just be there and be supportive and not make it about you because what you're doing well. So bye. Right. And I mean, like, Sherry was like, oh, like, do you, uh, you know, feel bad for, like, saying that we all fall in the dancing challenge? 
And then um, she's like, do you feel any remorse for it? And I was like, let's talk about remorse, Sherry, like you piece of trash. Because like there's so much more that has come out about what allegedly Sherry Pie has done. And it is so awful. It just keeps getting worse. And it makes me really mad. (laughs) It's just really sad because I just hate that this is the dark cloud over one of probably our favorite show to watch on TV. And it's just one season, sure. But my God, like you were doing this up until the point that you were filming and after you were filming, like my goodness. It's, um, I don't know if anyone hasn't yet watched the Jake Yonce video that, um, he just posted, like, I don't know what is today, like the 10th or something. Shout out to Jake Yonce because I may have mixed reviews about some of the coverage, but the bitch is out here working and giving us the tea. So thank you, Jake. If you're listening, if you have the time, watch the video he posted on April 10th about Sherry pie. But basically like the level of manipulation that she has gone, like, has done to people is like beyond comprehension. Like it is just absolutely insane. Like, and that's where at first I kind of like disagreed with Jake Yonsei about the mental health thing. But now that more has come out, I'm kind of like, okay, this bitch like just lies about everything. So we can't really trust what she's saying. So I don't know. It's just, it's a lot. It's very disappointing because obviously Sherry's doing well. I know I tweeted something last night because, um, I I truly believe that Drag Race is doing everything they can to edit Sherry out without completely disrupting the episode because you can't have like a choppy episode if it doesn't make sense, right? But as somebody who studied public relations, I would still like to hear an official apology from Rue and not just like hide behind the social media of the networks um shout out to matt southern loyal day one listener they brought this up to me when i tweeted that and it was a very good point it's like are they doing enough i think they could be doing more yeah i think so too it's just so awful it was like literally up until like the day before they went public the the victims went public Mm -hmm. right or the survivors i should say so and it, so it's just like this whole like oh when I got home from RuPaul's Drag Race I saw the light and it's like no you didn't you are awful like just made it so that like people um like lost their boyfriends basically pe- you know manipulated them so much into the point where they lost you know their relationships you know taking steroids disrupting life for those individuals on so many levels yeah so many levels so um sherry pie is basically unforgivable there's like really for me um i will preface this to say like i don't wish any harm to her like i don't want her to be harmed and i hope she gets her shit together but there's literally no way i would ever support her any any sort of like apology or comeback she tried to make as a drag queen i think she just needs to give the give that up forever and she needs to get her shit together and then go find a different career it's really sad but she'll never perform again but you know this is karma and we have to deal with what we put out into the universe and it always comes back to you times three yep yeah you reap what you sow girl and my god she just sewed herself a whole dress all right you guys enough of that sorry it went on so long but um Next thing we should talk about is um, sort of 
I mean, just briefly about uh, Heidi, and she's kind of like down, really, really down on herself. Like her inner saboteur is running wild, and it is. It there's really nothing is. anyone can say that will like get her out of her funk. Yeah, I think like um, I don't want this to turn into a Nina Bonina situation. I want Heidi to just drama aside, like have whatever conversations you want with your drag race sisters when you want to, but. Please, 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 you know, get out of your head. You're here for a reason. You're so far a lip sync assassin. Like, let's keep this up. Like, you're here for a reason. You're here to show your talent and gift with the drag race community. Don't do this to yourself because if it keeps going this way, Heidi is going to take herself out. Yeah, that's like what AOC was saying when she came back. Like, you're here for a reason. You bring something special to to that to this show, and that's why you're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made me sad that because it seemed like Heidi was so defeated yeah. during Untucked. Like, I'm hoping she gets it back because I don't want to see her just be like, I'm over it because I can't do a good job because that's not the Heidi I love. Like, I want Heidi to really like do her best and you know she may not win she may not make it to top four or whatever but like she's still like an awesome queen i just want to see her like do the best she can such a bright future like i hope you make it to the top i hope we get to see that come out of you heidi but you know as hard as it may be just you know keep believing in yourself the way that we believe in you yeah not every like queen is destined to be like top four. Like look at right. Alyssa Edwards. Exactly. She's, like one of the most beloved queens and she has never done like amazingly well on mm-hmm. drag race. Mm-hmm. She was never in the top four of anything. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Here she is with the Netflix show, you know, you never know. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt, I felt bad for Heidi cause I really relate to her and you know, I'm sure uh, Jamal and Stoney like know that I've sort of like whenever I'm like get disappointed, like there's nothing anybody can say that will like, um, bring me out of my funk like if I go to the dark place like it's we're fucking there for a while girl yeah take some gentle um shaking of the shoulders but yeah 100% so I really I just really related to Heidi and I felt so bad because I'm like girl I've been there we know you can do it queen show us yeah and I think on the other side it was really motivating to have like AOC back there because she was really like you know building up the girls I think Mm-hmm. Politics aside, some of y'all are wild on the Twitter and social media with your politics stuff, but AOC is something that she's someone who brings all of us together, and how appropriate for her to be in the Drag Race family. Just hearing her story about just a year ago at the time of filming, she was a bartender, and she said on Untucked, the only thing she that would help her decompress was watching episodes of Drag Race every night. And so this is a fan, this is family, and what an uplifting spirit. I just I just love her. I want a t-shirt. And I yeah. loved her dress. <laughs> yeah, slayage. It was amazing. I don't know, like, it's just, it's nice to see somebody that can have like such like an important position within like the government and like like relate to just like regular people you know what i mean so and like especially like our community because not everyone is into drag race or even knows what it is like straight people are just like what's happening exactly Um, yeah for real so it's just just a breath of fresh air to know that like okay we have somebody in our corner that's not going to just like fuck us over someone who's truly gonna like fight for the people yeah and the the one thing i will say um because aoc was talking about like how 
you know, the gay rights and uh, LGBT rights comes from the drag queens and stuff like that. And she was kind of like relating that to Stonewall. So I just wanted to be like, just for clarification, it wasn't really like, I mean, there were drag queens there, but it was really like the trans sisters and yeah. that were really on the front lines. So just like factually, that was slightly incorrect. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a little more broad in the moment, but of course, Marsha P. Johnson, Sylvia Rivera, I 100% agree with that statement. Yeah, and, and we do have a podcast about Stonewall, um, so if you guys just scroll back in the feed, you guys can listen to that for more information. Yes, that's good homework. Yes, uh, some quarantine homework for you all. <laughs> what else are you doing? Listen to us. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys, it's been a really fun week. I feel like we talked about a lot and also not much at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting into like our um, drag race everywhere groove. So we're not going to try to leave out details, listeners. But of course, go to our website, thanksforcomingpodcast.com, Instagram, Twitter, at TFC Pod. You'll see more detailed, in-depth things there. But yeah, I think we talked about what we needed to for this episode yes all right you guys well it's been a fun one we'll see you of course next week but until then bye bye, bye. bye.